Praise the name of the Lord. This is D.K. Groom with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad you've joined with us tonight. If you've got your Bibles, please turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. We have been speaking about the love of God, the agape love of God, and he wanting us to understand it to the breadth, length, depth, and height. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to stand in this place to give power and to give glory unto thee. We ask you, Lord, to do a mighty work in those that have joined with us tonight to hear your word. We'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week I began to share with you about the tremendous difference that there is between a faith revelation of God's love and an emotional experience where you feel God's love for you. Most people who have been born again have felt the emotion the emotion of God's love at one time or another as it has flowed towards them and, it, and, and as it has been poured out on them. But here's the problem. If you're not careful, you will get to the place where you will want that kind of experience more than you will want the faith experience. What am I talking about? We're talking about the goosebumps, the emotional, the feel-good. And if you're not careful, you will desire more than you will, will than you will the revelation of God's love for you through faith. And I might add that if it's the emotional experience that you're looking for, it's always going to come at the expense of the Word. If Two choices were placed in front of individuals, and one said the truth of God's word through faith, and the other said truth of God's word experienced through emotions and feelings. 95% of all Christians would opt for the choice of God's word through emotions and feelings. We all would, because we like to we like the feel of it. We like to feel those feelings. We like to have those goosebumps. We like to feel the spirit as it moves within our lives. Because we want to feel God's love. How many times do we want to feel or just to hear his voice? And how many of us would want God to speak to us through his voice instead of reading it through the revelation of his word? Now, I'm not totally trying to teach something here that's void of all emotions, but what I'm trying to show you is that the love of Christ and that faith, a revelation of faith, is much more powerful than a revelation through emotions. You know, I'm a very emotional guy myself. I believe that emotions should follow faith. I believe that when you love, love ought to manifest itself to the place where if you're a recipient of that love, you should know that that love is expressing that love towards you. I'm not against emotions, but emotions 
are not the foundation upon which a relationship can be built with Christ because I have experienced most of them. Emotion should never be your focus in your walk with Christ. In fact, emotions can be a stumbling block when it comes to receiving revelation through faith. Because I have learned to refuse the logic of emotions, and I've learned not to accept them as the gospel. I have learned to refuse them on the basis of value because revelation goes beyond logic and knowledge. Look what the Word of God says in Ephesians 3.19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, which means it goes beyond emotion. It goes beyond knowledge. It goes beyond what you feel. It goes beyond what you see or what you hear. And when you grasp that, the love of Christ, it goes beyond knowledge, then the Word of God says that you're going to be filled with the fullness of God. The love of Christ has to go beyond your knowledge because if it doesn't go beyond your knowledge, then you're going to be tied up in your emotions. It has to go past emotion. Now, like I said, I don't have a problem with emotions as long as emotions are going in the same direction that I am going according to the Word of God. As long as emotions are on the same path as my faith, I don't have a problem with emotions. And as long as emotions do not try to contradict what the Word of God has to proclaim, then I can rejoice and enjoy my emotions, because emotions should always follow faith. Faith should never follow emotions. When I'm in a church service and I hear the truth of God's word being preached, when I see souls being one for the glory of God because of that truth, when I see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit as he flows in the lives of believers, I don't have a problem with allowing my emotions to flow. I don't have a problem with dancing, singing, weeping, or praising God. But if I come into a service and the praise and worship is flat, there's nothing flowing where there's no unity, if people are anxious and worrying and full of fear and strife, if all of those negative emotions are flowing, I do not allow my emotions to take part in that which is present and flowing around me. I am very well aware of, because I lead worship and I lead service, I lead songs, and there are many times when I am singing or playing my guitar and things are not flowing very smooth. They're not flowing very well. I do not allow my emotions to get in the way and think that God is not there. God is not moving. God is not dwelling in the minds or in the hearts of people. I do not allow my emotions to get there because I know who I am, and I know that God walked in that service with me because he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If my song service is a total disaster, and many times it has been, my guitar playing was not good, my, I, I forgot the words of, of a song, I do not allow my emotions to have an effect on me ministering. Because I know the power and the anointing that is upon my life. 
But if you allow your emotions to get in the way, then it's going to hinder you when it comes to preaching the word or ministering the word or any of those things. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. Jeremiah 5, 14. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I will wake my words in my mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. No matter what is taking place in the song service, no matter what is taking place in the service at all, I stand on this word. When I stand in the pulpit and I'm getting ready to preach, I know that my God will make the words in my mouth fire. And to everyone that is listening, whether it be live streaming, whether it's all over the world, whatever the case may be, I know that the Lord is making the people wood, and it shall devour them. Look at Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? You see, what will hinder you is when you allow emotions to get in the way because of something that has taken place in the service. When the atmosphere is not in line with the Word of God, then I just speak words of fire, and the people who are a word become consumed. And the atmosphere is changed simply because I believe what the Word of God says, and I do not allow my emotions to get in the way. And if you're not hooked into emotions, and if you do not allow emotion to have their way, then no matter what takes place in the service, the Word of God can change the atmosphere of that service. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I know when we have a good song service and when we don't. I know when the devil is at work in the midst of the people because I feel all of these things just like everybody feels these things. But those feelings, if you allow them, can become counterproductive to the Word of God and the receiving of God's Word. And it's then that you have to refuse to allow your emotions to get in the way of what God wants to do in the lives of people concerning the Word of God. Because we are to walk by faith according to His Word. And walking by faith will change the atmosphere and change the circumstances of the service. I'll say it again. I'm not against emotions, and I'm not against feelings. But I am against emotions and feelings when they're the driving force that determines the outcome in people's lives. Let me give you a powerful word. Your emotions follow after what you think. I'll say that again. Your emotions follow after what you're thinking, what you think. In other words, emotions follow after thoughts. If you're depressed, I'll guarantee you the reason that you're depressed is because you've been thinking about something negative. You've been thinking about something that's depressing. And the reason that you've been meditating on it and thinking about it is the reason that you're depressed. If you're angry, it's because you're thinking about something that has taken place that has made you angry. 
something someone has said, and you are pondering it over and over again, and that's why you're angry. Before you ever commit adultery, you think about adultery. Before you ever do drugs or drink alcohol, you think about drugs or alcohol. Because emotions follow your thoughts. What you think like is what you feel like. What you think like is what you feel like. If it's Monday morning and you've got the blahs and you don't feel like going to work and you don't feel like praising the Lord, it's because you're thinking that. And you get that totally from negative thoughts. That's the reality. The choice that you make in your thinking determines what you think about. If you think that you are the head and not the tail, you will be the head and not the tail. If you think that you're prosperous, if you think that God became poor, Jesus Christ became poor so that you might become rich, if you think that, then you will feel like you're rich. If you think that Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 says that, and he took sickness out of the midst of you, if you believe that and if you think about that, that's exactly how you will think. That's exactly how you will feel. If you believe you're seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ, and you are blessed with all spiritual blessings, that's exactly how you will feel. Why? Because emotions follow your thoughts. powerful it's what you think and if you're thinking good thoughts pure thoughts honest thoughts true thoughts just thoughts lovely thoughts things that are of good report I guarantee you, you will never have a depressing day you will never have a depressing hour and you will never have a depressing minute because you are thinking on these things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, things that are of good report. And if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, then think on these things. Because your emotions will follow what you think. Now look at verse 9. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Here's what Paul is saying. You've seen me. You've learned from me. You've received from me. You've heard of me. You've seen me do all these things. And if you will do these things, then the God of peace will be with you. What an awesome word. What an awesome word. Now, let me bring you revelation. Pain and emotions are in the same place. Pain and emotions are in the same place. What do I mean that by that? I mean, pain and emotions are a good thing. But pain and emotions will take you to a wrong place, even though they're a good thing. I probably need to say that again. 
Pain and emotions are a good thing. But pain and emotions, even though they're a good thing, can take you to a wrong place, a place you don't want to be. Emotions and feelings reveal what you're thinking. Pain reveals what's taking place in the body. They both are good, but they both can take you to a wrong place. When pain is present, it shows, it shows me that something is taking place in my body. And you need to deal with that because it's causing pain. I played tennis this morning, and I was going after a ball. You know, it's amazing to me that you put your whole body in harm's way chasing after one yellow ball. It just blows my mind. I mean, there's nothing more important than your racket on that ball. Anyway, that's what it seems to be with me. The ball was out of my reach. I'm reaching dramatically for it. I fall. I got the ball. I got it over the net and won the point. But I'm on the ground. My legs are all skinned up. My knees are all skinned up. My elbows are all skinned up. My side, uh, my rib cage. I'm feeling the effect of that fall. About eight, ten guys who know me, looked at me, saw me fall, and I'm on the ground, and this is what I said. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over this fall right now. I take authority as if it never happened. There will be no bad effects. There will be nothing that will relate to this fall today. I command it to be so because I speak to things as they are, not as they should be. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I stand to my feet, everybody's clapping, amen, and I walk away from it. And I want to tell you, just a little while ago, I was thinking about that fall, and there's no effects whatsoever to that fall. But pain is a good thing because when I fell, let me tell you what my body was saying. My body was in pain. I will tell you that right now. I just turned 75, and I want to tell you, when you take a fall like I took this morning, there's going to be consequences to that fall. But there is no consequences simply because of the word of the living God. But that pain could have taken me to a wrong place. Because if any of you have ever fell, you know exactly what happens when you fall. Sometimes things are broken. Sometimes there's stiffness. Sometimes there's a great deal of pain, not only that day, but the following day, during the night, whatever the case may be. And if you don't stand on the Word of God, and if you don't stand on that which has been spoken by the Lord, it can take you to a bad place, a place you don't want to be. You see, when I focus on the pain more than I focus on the Word of God, then that pain takes me to a wrong place. Because that wrong place is a place of unbelief and confusion. In fact, one of the guys walked up to me and they said, wow, you really took a bad fall. 
and he looked at my leg and it was all skinned up and, and, and all red and, and blood was oozing from it. And he says, you're going to be sore later on today and tomorrow. And I said, no, I won't. No, I won't. And I won't. Simple as that. Simply because focusing in on pain can take you to a place that you don't want to be in. You need to focus in on the Word of God instead of the pain. And that, and that goes for any pain that is in your body. When I don't feel like praising God, you mean, Pastor, there's times that you don't feel like praising God? Yeah, there's times. When I don't feel like giving out of my substance, when I don't feel like giving, when I don't feel like loving people because some people are just hard to love. I mean, they're just hard to love. I always have to remember, and I say every night, Lord, I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all my being. I love you with all my soul. I love you with all my strength. And I love my neighbor as myself. I say that every night because I have to be reminded constantly that there are some neighbors that are very unlovable, and yet God loves them. And so because I'm the ambassador of him, I need to love them too. You see, when I focus in on that which I'm feeling more than the word of God, then it takes me to a place that I really don't want to go takes me to a place of dealing with the negative. I mean, I've had thoughts just this past week of certain people, amen, that have not been true to ministry. And it doesn't take very long for you to get into that mode of negativity if you allow yourself to do it. But I refuse to go there. I pray for the individual. I pray for them for to be blessed of the Lord. I'm not going to deal in the negativity of it. If your emotions are in a place where you're overwhelmed, overcome, discouraged, depressed, angry, the reason is because of your thinking. Because your heart and your thinking will automatically default to the negative. That's what this body does. That's what this soul does. That's, and it takes the spirit to take you to that place where you think about those things that are lovely, honest, just, pure, lovely, things of good report. And that thinking in the negative is just like the feeling of pain. If your focus is on the pain then the pain is going to take you to a place where you're not able to focus on what you are to think about. When your body's hurting like mine was, it was hurting. My knees were hurting. My back was hurting. My side was hurting. Everything was hurting. I didn't say there wasn't a place that wasn't hurting when I hit that cement. What did I think on? Things that were true. How true? He took his stripes by his stripes I am healed. Things that are honest. I'm a child of the living God. I have power and authority because he's given me power and authority over every devil and over every disease. Things that are just. He's an almighty God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. 
I am the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror. Things that are pure. He became poor that I may become rich. Things that are lovely. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever. Things that are of good report. I am healed by the power of God. Those are the things that I'm going to deal with. And if you're dealing in the stronghold of emotions, if you're dealing in the stronghold of pain, then you need to change something and get your mind stayed on the Lord. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, a scripture I am so very well aware of. The Lord gave me this scripture when my wife Linda was getting ready to die about three weeks before she died. And the Lord told me that if I would keep my mind on him, he would give me perfect peace in my grieving process. And he did. Isaiah 26, 3. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. In faith, revelation. I can encourage myself at any time just like David did. David comes into his camp. All the women, all of the goods, all of the children have been taken by the enemy. People are getting ready to stone him. And the word of God says that he encouraged himself. You see, with a faith revelation, that can happen any time in your life. But if it's an emotion revelation, then things got to get better in order for you to encourage yourself. I can encourage myself any time simply because of my faith. Because my faith is built up in my most holy faith. Your emotions will respond to what you think. I'll say it again. Your emotions will respond to what you think. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today. Magnify and glorify your name, and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to speak your word and once again into the ears and into the eyes of those that have a heart to hear. I pray, Lord, that you will take this word that has been sown today and you shall find a place of planting. You will find a place in their heart to sow this, that it shall bring forth a harvest in their life. I'll give you all the praise and they'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said, amen. This is D.K. Groom with Rock. Go with God, and he will surely go with God.